Good day. Welcome to the Business Agora, a series of conversations aimed to be supportive in your business and your life, held with our community here at Workspace 365. My name is Michael Benson. I am the CEO at Workspace 365, and I'm here with our community engagement lead, Al Jeffrey, who will be your host for a number of these conversations. Thanks, Michael, and thank you for joining us for the Agora. Agora means the gathering or the exchange. And in these conversations, we hope to connect you with some of the humans of the Workspace 365 community, bring light to their stories, their insights into business, leadership, and well-being, and offer useful resources and tips for navigating business post-COVID-19. So let's dive in. Nathan, thanks for taking the time on your Tuesday morning. Thanks for having me. No worries. It'd be great to begin just by hearing, uh, yeah, obviously a little bit about what you do at New Path um, and how long you've been there. Just, uh, yeah, a little bit about how you describe the age-old question, what do you do? Uh, so, officially, I am CEO, so Chief Executive Officer. Uh, I'm also the founder. So I started New Path Web uh, with a business partner back in 2008. So I kind of, I feel like my journey to here, I mean, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I, I guess I fell into tech, really. I didn't know what I wanted to do in my final years of high school. Uh, and I think probably even when I was studying, um, you know, postgrad, that I still didn't exactly know what I wanted to be. Uh, when I was finished year 12, I spoke to my career advisor and listed psychology, law, and IT as options uh, and ended up in, in an IT um, and electronic engineering uh, course. So it's kind of gone from there. So I guess after I'd finished studying IT and engineering, my first full-time role was with uh, an integration, an IT company, uh, where I was lucky enough to quickly rise out of their dedicated business support center uh, and into what they had was a senior tech consulting or professional services group. Um, that group was responsible for project design and technical implementation, so rolling out networks. Um, that was an amazing job and an amazing business. Um, little, small, really tight-knit group of people uh, about 20 of us in total. Um, it felt like a bigger business, even though it had that real kind of family vibe to it. Um, mm -hmm. Everyone in there was really talented uh, and everyone in there was really motivated and, and focused on the job that they had. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was really kind of great learning ground for me. Um, it's, it's where my, my tech skills were incredibly challenged. Uh, and every day was a was a huge learning curve for me. I managed to find myself in two horror technical situations, which were actually of my own making, uh, where I single-handedly brought down the entire Australia and New Zealand network of over 300 offices from one of our recruitment clients uh, because of a router config issue that I'd caused. Uh, and then on a second occasion, I managed to destroy a company's entire email server infrastructure and all of the data on it because I didn't follow correct upgrade procedures. That was actually over the uh, the first Formula One um, GP in Melbourne. It was that weekend and I remember going to the client uh, 
client office for the upgrade on the Thursday night, uh, which would have been at the end of practice on day one for Formula One. And I thought I'll be out of here by tomorrow morning and I can, I can head over to the GP because I had tickets to go with mates and found myself on a Sunday morning having had no sleep. Um, mates were delivering me food and I was you know, frantically scrambling to, to get their network back online and to get all their data back. Um, it was, you know, it was, it was an interesting four days, um, but but it's those mistakes that that have now helped me better appreciate that you can have seen what, you know what feels like a monumental failure in in tech, um, but there's usually you know it's usually reversible, uh, and the person at the centre of the issue just needs to know that they've got the support of their team, and that you'll get through it together. And I think that gave me really good grounding for for now running a business that's you know that's primarily full of creatives and techs and being able to draw on those personal experiences um that tech business that i was working for was actually acquired uh to form australia's first what was mpls network provider and it integration solutions business um it was my first experience with an acquisition uh, and I watched it on with fascination and a keen interest to soak up as much of the process as I could. I was fairly young. Um, I was in my early 20s. So at the time, I don't think I was quite sure why I was so keenly interested, but there was a natural desire you know, from me just to understand that process. Uh, I moved on from that business and entered the telecommunications space uh, where I worked as a tech and professional services lead uh, across a range of roles before I ended up starting my first business which naturally was an IT integrator. Uh, so my first business was a fairly immense learning process for me. Uh, I had to desperately learn sales and marketing, commercial finance, uh, commercial law, contracts, uh, man management, uh, business operations, and a lot more. They were all skills that I hadn't previously acquired. So I felt that I was a fairly strong technical guy and I had a lot of consulting skills and I probably had some soft skills, but I needed to learn all of them and I needed to learn them really quickly. Mm. Um, so one thing that really stands out for me from that period is sales and marketing knowledge that, that I built up. Um, I spent months deep diving into sales and marketing books, uh, finding experts and sources of inspiration and knowledge to help me advance my skills in that space. Uh, so I was working by day and then doing a lot of study and research by night. And I remember finding a lot of experts in the US and they were giving me a lot of guidance. Um, I was doing a lot of seminars and a lot of private tuition as well. And then my business partner and I um, also spent um, time and an investment in going out to external training courses um, to get experts to actually help us. Um, and with some of them, you can do further advanced courses where they'll actually dig into the expert will dig in and actually help you really understand your unique proposition. Um, and that, that was a, that was a really exciting time for me. And it, it's kind of given a lot of foundational knowledge, um, that I've been able to build on throughout my, throughout my business career since then. Um, after a few years in that IT business, uh, my business partner and I decided to sell up. Um, I moved to London um, and lived and worked there for a couple of years. Uh, London was a real eye-opener for me. 
Um, it was it was fast paced, and the market was huge. Deal values, as in just the the value of every deal and the price tag attached to it, totally dwarfed what I was typically used to in Australia. Um, the tech scene also in London was a few years ahead of Australia, so I had to really sharpen my skills and learn a few new technologies really quickly. Um, I also found that it was just because of the fast-paced nature of London and the UK in general, um, there was a lot more expectation on me um, in terms of my tech skills and my consulting skills and the load that's put on you in terms of your output and how how good you need to be to operate at a certain level. So that was challenging, but super exciting. Um, I was actually really lucky enough to work with a forward, forward-thinking ISP uh, that was one of Europe's largest. Uh, it was it was privately owned. Uh, it was run like a small business, um, but there was a genuine a, a genuine social connectedness in that business. They had a really strong culture, uh, and I was lucky enough to make some amazing friends um, out of that business. And also living in London. That, that I've still got, you know, as great mates today and still see them when I'm in the UK because we've now got an office there as well in, in my current business. Uh, I got married when I was in the UK and we honeymooned in Paris and Portugal, um, which I obviously, you know, find myself really fortunate enough to, to have been in that situation uh, to do that. It was around that time that I started thinking about my return to Australia and what my next business chapter was going to look like. Uh, in my IT business, we dabbled with some website design and software development for some of our existing customers. And it was a space that I knew that I enjoyed. And I also felt like there was a lot of opportunity in it. Uh, the digital and agency space in Australia back then was still quite small. Um, but the level of interest from businesses was significant and it was growing. It was a really emerging space. Um, and th there wasn't too many agencies around back then. Um, so it was, it was a great opportunity for us. So that's pretty much what led me to making the decision to form New Path Web. Um, and I basically went through the process of forming up the business. And as it happened, I ended up um, partnering up with the guy that had started the first IT business that I worked for um, after postgrad wow. study. Um, so him and I got together and we built new path web um, that was in 2008 and since then we've grown to have offices in melbourne which is head office um, we've just recently expanded into sydney we are due to announce an expansion into brisbane in a few weeks and we've got other established offices in india and also in the uk so that's i guess how i find myself now as as ceo of new path wow such a um well, firstly, such a well-articulated journey, um, but also it's just great to hear the the kind of full circle that you've been through, um, and such a focus by the sounds on uh, on culture. And you mentioned a couple of times that the organisation uh, operated as if it was really large, but felt as if it was really small. There was this kind of connectedness in a number of your experiences in other organisations, um, and so. Yeah, I'm curious as to how you go about fostering that at New Path within your team. Um, but firstly, just to, um, I suppose, share with those who aren't familiar with New Path Web just yet, uh, just any details that you'd like to share about um, the services that you do offer and your value propositions. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess some business leaders out there, and I admire them when they can, um, you know, they're articulate, they have a strong story about their early vision for their business and what kind of drew them into business. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm not one of those guys. Um, I didn't have that early, really strong vision of why I wanted to start a business. I knew that I wanted to start a business from a really young age. Uh, and I guess I had that kind of entrepreneurial spirit. So I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to build something um, that, you know, that, that I could nurture um, and support. And I wanted to be in control, I guess, of my destiny and also of what I was offering to clients. Um, I, I started New Path Web because I enjoyed the digital space and felt there was a gap in the market for an agency to enter with strong customer advocacy skills and also strong tech skills. Um, we've been fortunate enough to, to substantially grow over the years to now be a true full service digital agency, um, which essentially means that we cover a full spectrum of digital services across web, e-commerce, uh, mobility and mobile app solutions, the custom software, and then both traditional and online marketing services. Um, we've been lucky enough to make a number of successful acquisitions uh, along the journey to date, um, which have not only grown our customer base, but, but have also really importantly brought in really, really impressive talent across a range of skill sets um, and I guess team strengths and and that's been that that's been great for us as a business um, the team that we developed is something that I'm most proud of these days um, I'm super proud of, of the culture that we've got I like to call uh, I guess our, our team our tribe um, I feel that we're, we're really strongly connected and that we do have a strong culture um, it's something that I feel we stand out for and that I'm really fond of and I'm strongly opinionated about both internally and externally. I'll, I'll chew someone's ear off about culture any chance I get. Yeah. Um, a lot of our hiring decisions and our process and policy is hiring for culture as much as for talent or skill. Uh, and that's pretty much always served us really well. Um, we're lucky enough to, to now work with some amazing clients, you know, including brands like Porsche, TPG Telecom, uh, a range of state and federal government departments, um, Benigo Bank, Mercedes-Benz, just to name a few. Um, mm. Over the years, we've worked hard to develop the right mix of solutions that we offer to the market, striking what I feel is a strong identity, also a strong mix of what's relevant and what we can be super confident at, uh, at providing to our customers. We, we've become partners or certified partners with Google, Kentico, AWS, um, Keep and Microsoft, to, to name a few, uh, and continue to develop our solution offering and skill sets with more recent additions, um, such as getting certifications and building really solid solutions across Microsoft Power Platforms. Um, we're, we're a partner agency now for that platform that's noted as having pushed the Microsoft Power Apps um, space to, to places it's not previously been taken to. We're really proud of that solution that we've built with one of our clients. Um, we work heavily across uh, web technologies such as WordPress and Drupal. We work across React Native and mobile uh, and a range of programming technologies. Our design department is exceptionally strong. Um, it's a talented team of creators delivering award-winning UI and UX solutions um, for all of our awesome clients. Um, 
yeah, we, we continue to grow and educate and learn. And I and we collectively have every intention of, of growing the agency and and the, the wonderful team that we've got to date. Mm, great. And uh, uh, you mentioned that, yeah, you have many, many, many opinions about uh, culture and building the community as, or the tribe, as you called it, uh, internally within the workplace. And uh, I'd love to hear some of those opinions, obviously, in this time uh, during COVID, uh, staying connected whilst physic physically distancing um, is more important than ever. And it's almost, I suppose, asking for us to find new ways to stay connected and be creative in how we do build culture and community. Um, and so, yeah, I'm curious to hear some of your opinions about culture and community building within organization, but maybe more so specifically during this time, during COVID, how have you gone about really, I suppose, tending to and fostering that connectedness? Yeah, COVID-19, I guess, or I view it at least as, uh, is our generation's once in a lifetime event. Mm. Uh, I hope, I don't want to go through something like this again. Um, each generation typically faces a monumental event that, that defines the country they live in or perhaps the world around them uh, or you know, global population. You think of wars and plagues, Great Depression, etc. COVID-19 is, is ours. Um, it's having immense impact on, on everyday life. Um, as a business owner, COVID-19 has been a source of deep concern for me. Um, you know, will I be able to retain all of my team? Will we retain all of our clients? How deep will the impact be felt? Will we survive? You know, what do we do if staff get the virus? How do we support our team and our clients through this? So that, that there's a lot that kind of rushes through your head. And I think most business owners have those moments where you, uh, I guess, unreasonably despair and, and let, um, let concerns run away with you for for a while and then you have moments of clarity and of greater strength where you start getting into action and planning um and and management mode um the the basics of moving faster to cater to, to COVID 19 were largely natural to us uh as a digital agency we we had a, a formal bit business continuity plan that we developed a few years ago so we already had a framework to help guide us initially, uh, which was comforting for our team and for our clients, because it meant that we weren't scrambling to react um, during a pandemic. So there, there was no sense of panic. Um, we knew what we had to do. We're fortunate enough to be in an industry where distance and remote working is possible and is quite effective. Um, if you think about retail and tourism and manufacturing and healthcare, they don't share that advantage. And unfortunately, they they have to cease to operate if they're unable to have their work their workforce at their place of work. Um, we enacted parts of our business continuity plan and communicated early, and then regularly with both our teams and our clients. We immediately took steps to minimise our risk of contracting or spreading COVID nineteen through the removal of common area food, increased frequency of office cleaning. Um, plus the addition of hospital grade cleaners in the office. We did a couple of other things as well. Um, we restricted internal meeting attendee numbers, uh, gave all of our staff a personal 24 hour hand sanitizer product. 
um, adopted good health policy on coughing and sneezing, put up awareness posters around the office in the, in the bathroom, um, isolated our team if, if they exhibited any signs of illness and immediately banned all business-based um, or, or all business-based domestic and the international travel. Uh, we also put in place 14-day self-isolation for all staff returning from uh, personal travel, both domestic and international. We did that way back when when the first um, when the first wave hit before mm. before the government started to mandate that. Um, we moved very early to be proactive in making every attempt to avoid becoming a victim of the virus. As the pandemic evolved, we continued to move fairly fast, um, pushing all client and partner meetings to, to phone and video instead, and eventually sent our entire workforce home. Um, I think it was really early in March. I think it was the first week in March. Um, so essentially then we needed to work with all of our with all of our tribe to, to make sure that they had functional and safe places to work from out of home and in supporting them with, you know, with, with devices and kit, you know, beyond just a laptop, but you know, monitors, chairs, you know, other aids, just to make their work environment home, something that was actually workable and, and they could actually work from effectively. Um, so we're, we're fortunate enough that all of our processes and systems and tools are designed to allow all of our teams to, to work anywhere they are, essentially, so long as they've got an internet connection. If, that's, you know, if our tribe has a laptop and an internet connection, then they can essentially operate as normal, largely speaking. Um, our teams work across our offices in Australia, India, and the UK, hence our experience and competence with, with the distributed workforce is already really strong, so that was an advantage for us. Mm. Um, this, this approach that already existed, you know, I think helped us, you know, to see next to, next to zero or very, very little impact on our day-to-day -day operations. Um, we perform key man risk assessments and develop plans to cope with an event where a key man is unable to perform their duties. Um, we, we've expanded that plan to now cater to worst case scenarios where multiple key resources are, are removed from day-to-day -day operation. Um, and obviously needing to ensure that project and campaign delivery continues, you know, if, if that should happen. We've been committed to our staff and our clients and, and our partners throughout the period. And ultimately we continue to communicate clearly and, and work with everyone collectively so that we can get through this event. Mm. Uh, it sounds like you've, um, yeah, really got such a great balance between, I suppose, the procedural, the operational systems, and having all your protocols, which it sounds like we're incredibly proactive, not reactive, um, uh, in this case. Uh, and I'm wondering, as we start to draw to a close, what are some things that you might um, you might offer as a, advice for other CEOs and/or um, businesses during this time? It sounds like you you have a great strength in the ability to. Yeah, to be proactive and create the systems, but also not only the systems, but the, the relationships and the ways of relating within a team that are agile, that are resilient. Um, what are some things that maybe um, you see yourself doing or you've seen yourself um, have prepared for that other businesses you've maybe witnessed or observed haven't um, that you would really offer as advice possibly to, to those listening? 
Yeah, we've we've reviewed our sales and marketing campaigns in depth since the pandemic started. As I'm sure, you know, 99% of business owners will have done on a, on a number of occasions. We've, we've done that as well, so we keep revisiting it and keep reviewing uh, and keep tweaking. Um, we're making small tweaks where we where we feel it's valuable to do so. However, what we found is that we're largely sticking to our guns. Um, we continue to position our marketing and messaging as an agency that offers value and true partnership to to our clients and prospective clients alike. Um, it was good or bad timing, depending on how you look at it. But we'd we'd hired. Uh, for a new senior role in the business right at the beginning of the pandemic um, for a new CMO, which is Chief Marketing Officer. Um, we, we ended up making the decision to stick with the hire and it's actually been really rewarding for us. Uh, our marketing is getting the kind of proper senior treatment that it needed from that, that CMO, uh, who's an expert in the field. Um, we've worked hard with our clients to support them as much as we possibly can as we have clients across tourism retail event companies and other businesses that have been devastated by the pandemic um, where a number of clients literally go from business as usual to absolutely zero revenue within a matter of days those conversations with those clients uh, i mean they're particularly brutal and really confronting as a business owner it's it's genuinely hard to watch a client take those kind of seismic hits in their business. Um, we made the call early on to support those clients as much as we could by offering a range of uh, anything from 50% to 25% reductions um, on, on, their, on their bills. Uh, in some instances, we're providing free service for agreed periods to particular clients that, that were really heavily hit just to help support them through the worst of the storm. Um, that's that's actually strengthened our relationships and and helped a little bit towards some of our clients being able to fight to, to fight on and survive you know the the kind of mess that, that COVID nineteen is. Um, we're continuing to work with many of them as we you know as as we kind of head back to back into lockdown now um, in Victoria and a number of our other clients are starting to see a slow return to sales and revenue, meaning. That we're working with them across, I guess, listing our, lifting our, our eyes, you know, back to the horizon, and and looking at their digital presence and their online positioning, and and just getting them ready, you know, for for what's next. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like a real, um, uh, again, just a theme of proactiveness and, and making sure that communication is kept really strong and clear and honest and authentic and understanding. Um, but I also love the, the theme around sticking, sticking to your guns, I think you mentioned, in yes, being proactive and being resilient, but at the same time, sticking to the plan uh, until results show otherwise, possibly, and to not be too, I suppose, fluid or um, too changing that you don't actually give your efforts the opportunity to show results um, is a, a kind of theme that I hear. Does that sound uh, true for you? Is that that theme of really committing to, to what it is that you've laid out and give, give your plan the opportunity to really reap the rewards that you've foreseen at, at reaping? Yeah, 100%. I mean, post-COVID-19 is, 
is a hot topic at the moment. Um, and everyone seems to have a different opinion. Um, I'm of the opinion that while, while ever consumer confidence is, is shaky, the mm. economy won't rebound too fast. Um, as we've seen in Victoria, a new outbreak can spike overwhelmingly fast and large, you know, large infection rates run riot. With that type of cloud hovering above, consumer confidence to spend money you know, will, will remain cautious as job security is a genuine worry for many people. And to me, that means that a lot of people will save their pennies rather than go out and, and you know, make purchases. The government at both state and federal level uh, will of course and is you know, doing plenty to prop up the economy and drive cash back into the market but they can only do so much and gov debt is obviously soaring to never see the fall levels yeah. uh, i feel confidence will return once we've been able to show genuine suppression is possible uh, and we have a longer term control over the virus uh, meaning that life as usual can actually return the confident uh, the, the economy will, will truly start to rebound as a as a natural part Part of that phase. For us at New Pass specifically, as we know, video is a powerful tool and one that can support businesses very well. Uh, I believe social connectedness doesn't come without face-to-face -face interaction and there's certain meetings and engagements where video just doesn't deliver the same outcome as a face-to-face -face meeting. Hmm. Um, so moving ahead, uh, when we're back out of lockdown and it's safe to do so, we'll continue to find a balance between both. Um, however, we'll be making far more use of video as, as an absolute preference over phone calls. Uh, there's a big opportunity to connect on that front uh, and engage with teams and clients alike. Uh, we're certainly going to be preferencing video over phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's going to be a, a an interesting transition back to back to offline when that does come about. Um, and I mean, in the last three weeks, I've definitely noticed a absolute digital screen burnout as well. Um, and so there's a real question for me. And you know, the first lockdown was almost trivial, and Zoom became really fun for a little while maybe for, for a month, and now it seems like we're all just a little bit over it. Um, yet, it's still the only way that we can can actually connect and have these conversations that need to be had. Um, and so I'm curious how we will navigate the next month or so, um, still in this place of lockdown where Zoom is, is really the best we've got, yet we're all, yeah, burnt out and fatigued by it. Um, and so how, how do we then uh, still really tend to and engage our communities and our tribes um, as you speak is a real question for me at least um, so in closing what's the best way people can can reach out to you and get in contact with either yourself or the new new path web team probably by calling the office um, i mean you can jump on our website uh, www.newpathweb.com uh, or you can ring the head office in Melbourne. Uh, phone number is 03-8605-4896. Um, yeah, ask for me and yeah, we can have a chat. Great. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time again. Um, Pleasure. Yeah. And uh, we look forward to hopefully seeing you around in the office sometime soon. Cheers, Al. All right. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you.
Thank you for joining us for another Agora conversation, and we trust you took away something useful. Thank you, Al. That's right. If you are already a member with us, we look forward to seeing you in an office or an event really soon. If you aren't a member with us, we'd love to welcome you to one of our centres across Melbourne, South Melbourne, Footscray and Torquay very soon. Please be in touch and call us on 1-800-WORK-NOW or on the web on at www.workspace365.com.au. We look forward to continuing to connect with you and you with our community here at Workspace 365. We'll see you again shortly.